sometimes, Nick, you just have to hit record and, and see what happens. I find it is best to not be prepared. This is the lowest effort pod. That's this is that's actually not true. This is definitely not the lowest effort podcast because we have we have heard some. I mean, we also have an outline and do things before the recording. Yeah, like watch there, trailers. There's some people I would feel like um, that just go into it thinking that them rambling on by themselves even is a a good way to go about it. Yeah, those people are abundant in the field uh now that i think about it a lot of like uh, talk radio shows are just that yeah oh yeah for sure a stream of consciousness of a of a talking head who peddles fear yep so you know what this show is not about that nick no it isn't it's kind of the opposite it it really is it's and it's uh, it's two dumb dudes and we are those dumb dudes i'm ben moon and this is nick kelly uh we are the trailer blazers I've always liked the trailers best because I find them to be hopeful. Because, you know, the movie I'm going to see might be bad, but there's probably a trailer for something I want to see, and then I get to look forward to that. It's always good to have something to look forward to. Agreed. And I don't know if, if you're listening to this, you are looking forward to this this year podcast coming out this week, but we try to do it on a weekly basis unless it's Boogerissimo weeks and there's nothing. Sometimes, well, we, can, sometimes we can't. Sometimes it can't be done can't be done and, we, and we're not beholden to uh, advertisers yeah the patreon's a little different there will be content every month for patrons <laughs> there will be content and we will drink your milkshake i would like to make more content but it's also difficult to produce large amounts of content well yeah because we have full-time jobs yeah that's true but i think everyone knows that so if you don't know that by now uh that's how it is it'd be like that It'd be like that sometime. Hey, let's talk about what we had done watched this past week. What we done watched. Let's talk about it. I watched the entire, uh, the entirety of Jury Duty. Wow. So that see the magic of not having children um, is you can just do that. Yeah. So I watched the whole thing. So I want to. This is now a Jury Duty fan cast because I want to talk <laughs> about this. How good this is. So this is my exact sense of humor. It's subtle and it it builds and and there's a lot of yes ending. Also, it's so this is like jury duty is like Parks and Recreation if one of the people was real. And yeah, yeah, it's because the energy is Parks and Rec. It yeah. even has Sewage Joe from Parks and Rec as one of the guys in it. <laughs> how how good is the um the judge? Like he's so convincing. He's so good. He that's uh Ike Barinholtz's father. So he's a nepo daddy. Oh. <laughs> Um, my favorite though is just James Marsden is playing such a, like, like a heightened version of himself, but like a kind of like one that you wouldn't want to be around cause he's yeah. so entitled. Yeah. But it's, it's so, so funny. Good. It reminds so me of extras where celebrities would play themselves against Ricky Gervais's character, but they were always terrible versions of themselves. So it reminds me of that. But the main dude restores my faith in humanity a little uh ronald the, yeah. because he's so wholesome and like everything he does is so nice and because there's that one guy that's supposed to be creepy but he's so nice to him yeah and like the guy that is you talking about the guy that makes all the mall cranes and he doesn't sell them out oh yeah yeah and that guy and uh the guy the guy who's like with the body parts oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and then like the cybernetics and stuff you yeah. know <laughs> so weird 
I really like it. It's really good. I highly recommend it. If you have Amazon Prime, you should watch Jury Duty. Yeah, you definitely should. Um, I watched Ant Man three. How did you How did you like it? So I liked it okay. Um, some of the acting was a little corny. I felt like yeah, it's it's a lower tier movie, Marvel yeah, movie for sure. It's a lower tier, yeah, for sure. Um, and I really don't know how they're gonna. I mean, I, how are they gonna do Kang the Conqueror without um, what's his face? Well, we we easily established that variants can look different. Yeah, but um, I mean, I enjoyed it. It was it was fine. Yeah, it's it's fu- it's fun and comic booky, and it's yeah. like there's a lot of fun stuff. It's not like a, a greater entry. No, no. Um, I really like the usage of ants in it. Yes, that was my favorite part. That was no, my favorite part. So I was, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna spoil anything. That was yeah. our favorite part, though, for, yeah. for sure. It was. I liked it more before Jonathan Majors kind of ruined his image, and then I was like, no, that's all I can think of. So, which is why yeah. I think they should recast him. Yeah, it is. It is kind of. I mean, I. It's just tough, you know. It's just tough because it's like, you want to believe the best and about you know the best in humans and so but then you know what do you do with information like that yeah i just i've i read the the phone ex, the text message exchange with him and i've seen that kind of dude before and i can read between the lines enough where i just i i got the ick from him I wonder is has he always been like that, or did did steroids maybe do it to him? Some some people are saying that he's always been like that, and then they're saying that they've always said he's always been like that, and no one was listening. And some some dives by uh, online journalists have found this to be accurate. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, so people were just ignoring uh, ignoring it until it was public. People tend to do that in Hollywood. Yeah. I feel like. Yep. Yeah. So I say recast him, find another guy that isn't uh, problematic, and then give him a shot at the big times. Yeah, yeah. Um, I watched uh, 100 Days to Indy, probably the best episode yet, episode four. Um, and there's qualifying today on Indy uh, for the Indy 500. Excellent. Uh, and, and I finished uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Uh, God, ends, it ends great. The whole show, every single episode is great. Um the the last episode made me cry. Yeah, it was real good. Um, just so good. I mean, li- literally perfect show. Perfect show. Can't wait for season two. June sixth, I think maybe. Yeah, is yeah. right, oh, right around our birthday. What a birthday present to us! Mm-hmm. Cannot wait. So good. So obviously, we recommend that. Now, I think before then, I'm gonna journey. I don't know if I'm gonna rewatch Strange New Worlds or if I want to do like Discovery, like go through Discovery. Star Trek Discovery? I thought you hated Discovery. No. No. Shut up. Stop it. Uh, Get some help. Uh, Voyager. Oh, okay. Voyager Voyager is like my all-time favorite one because of Seven of Nine. Yeah. But she doesn't come in until season four. So there's basically... Oh, oh, wow. There's there's like half half the series without her. And then half a series with her. So the second half of the series is better, which is weird for a show to have the second end, you know, the second half be better. But it yeah. does; it gets better as it goes. Wow. Okay. Great. So uh, I'm gonna I'll probably start watching that just in the background um, when I do stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all. All that we done had watched this past week, and that brings us to the done well, to the new 
news. This is the Dumb Dudes News Network. Yeah, uh, not not a news-heavy week uh, here, but we did get some premiere dates. So Loki season two is premiering October sixth, and they're gonna do week two. They're t- they're gonna do two things here. So Loki's gonna be week to week like normal, and then they want to test a binge model. So they're gonna put all six episodes of Echo out on November 29th. Mm, okay. Which I think is because they have so much crud that they don't want it to run into each other. Oh, I see. But they're claiming they're testing a binge model. Hmm. So. Interesting. Well, I, I'm, I'll definitely watch both of these, and this is not really spoilery, but we do see Loki in a post-credit scene. Yes, we do. I won't say in what context or what it is, but you do see it. Yep. So, also, Echo is, is in my top five comic characters, so I'm really excited for this. Yeah. Also, Hawkeye is still my favorite uh, show they've made. Uh, I agree. Yes. Yeah. Uh, although I will say, and I will say that Kate um, Kate Bishop is my favorite show character. Yeah. Yep. But Scarlet Scarab, giving her a run for the money. Yep. Um, I just I need more Scarlet. I I need more Scarlet Scarab. So luckily for you, uh, I was either Kevin Feige or somebody. Re- somebody at Marvel just said that they plan to bring her back in a big way. So there That's will be great. more May Callum Way as Scarlet Scarab. Not only That's that, great. but she's so cool that they retooled the character in the comics to match the MCU version. So she just pops up in the newer uh, Jed Mackey Moon Knights that are running right now. And, and they designed her just like in the show. I love it. I yeah. love it. So good. I mean, how could you not? Like, how can you resist? Yeah, you could. Ah, she's so perfect. It's the best MCU change from source material that exists. Hundo P. Hundo P. Uh, there's no argument uh, against that. Uh, all right, so then that's all that new names. Yeah, I I had to stop myself because I was going to just keep talking about Scarlet Scarab. And I was, I could talk about, because I can talk about comic books all day long if if no one keeps a lid on it so i don't mean to gush yeah so i i, I won't but there's so much more to I, I to just to look forward to maybe we maybe we do like a little uh patreon recording like i'll read uh a, like the the graphic novel compendium of something you know like uh-huh. where they have all of it together in a book and i can just go through it and then we can we can talk about it that works because i have a an entire uh, bookcase over there full of Marvel yeah. comics. That whole thing is only Marvel. Uh, well, shoot. I just I would need your recommendations. Of, you know, cuz I like I want to do that Hawkeye run that you like so much. Do you want me to mail it to you? <laughs> no, I can probably check it out at the library. Okay. Yeah, it's the Matt Fraction, uh, Matt Fraction. series and with art by David Aja. And I just bought a print uh, by David Aja that they made for the show for a poster but they didn't use but they're releasing them as prints and mm. it's it's him and kate and lucky the pizza dog walking between the two skyscrapers and it's all like purple and white it's awesome you do have good taste in prints i will say thank you no all right folks uh en- enough of all this let's get to the meat let's get to that braised beef baby all right the new 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 Trelours, folks, we have an Adele Levine. Adele Levine. There was 12 Le- on here, but 
but I took one off because there was nothing to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? It was called you know. Reality with Sydney Sweeney, and it's not like it even. It's not like it looked bad, but it looked perfectly serviceable. I just had nothing to say about it. I'm not mad about it. Yeah. So we're going to keep the Adele Levine, Adele, Adele Levine. Yeah, and and uh, maybe it's like a secret disease because I did mention that one, but it's still Levine. A secret disease. All right, well, we're going to start out with a Disney movie, and that is going to be Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion. The plot of this is a single mom named Gabby hires a tour guide, a psychic, a priest, and a historian to help exercise their newly bought mansion after discovering it is inhabited by ghosts. And this, of course, stars Rosario Dawson, Winona Ryder. We got Jamie Lee Curtis. We got Owen Wilson. We got Lakeith Stanfield. And then a bevy of uh, guest stars and background Gu- characters. Guest stars, guess who's. Uh, I will say there's a lot of ghost content in this, which is really nice yes. to see. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this. Uh, there was a joke in the trailer that made me laugh. And it was uh, the sketch artist part where... So Danny DeVito and Lakeith Stanfield are describing a person. And, they, you know, they're, it's, it's clearly a ghost and they're... <laughs> they're you know being ridiculous and then the guy turns the paper around and it's exactly the ghost and they're like how'd you do that so fast and danny devito does the fire marshal bill teeth that's, that's pretty funny yeah, that part, was, was, that part was got good. me so i'm gonna watch that one it's on i'll probably watch it on disney plus i don't know if i'll go to theater oh no i won't go there but i i do like that they incorporated a lot of the elements from the ride into this like yeah. a lot I, is, I think i was on that ride a million like i haven't i was only at disneyland once when i was seven so i don't really remember but i think i did that you've been to disneyland in california no disney world oh disney world okay yeah i've done the one in disney world a couple times Uh, i love it i've never even been in the state of california hmm i have a couple of times at this point i was in oregon and washington but not california yeah I was hanging out with an Oregonian uh, this weekend, Alex, our buddy Alex. Oh, you were with Cutley? Yeah, I was. Uh, I went up to Nashville, hang out with Zayden and, and Alex. Good. Um, I was a grand old time. Freaking love those dudes. Yeah, he's great. I so don't know, I don't know the other guy so much, but you don't know Zayden? Oh, not, not really. Just well, a little. Zayden's gonna, well, you will because he's doing uh, Star Trek with us at Dragon Con. I've met him at Dragon Con, but I don't. Yeah. I didn't I get to know him. Like Cutley, I talk to all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, he's good, dude. Uh, Rosario Dawson getting that Disney money. Oh know? yeah, she she's locked in there. Yeah, she's locked in. All right. Next up, we have a trailer for Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. This is I, we finally got a trailer for this. Yeah. So this is Mission Impossible Seven. Mission Impossible has been getting like continuously better since three, because three is great and it's got Phil, Philip Seymour Hoffman, maybe the best villain. And but then like there's Ghost Protocol and Rogue, they're all good. Like they're all good. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this mm-hmm. uh, mainly because it has two of my four crushes in it. Yeah, uh, we have uh, Rebecca um, Ferguson and Haley Atwell, and we also have Vanessa Kirby and Palm Clementif. Oh, we do have Palm. That's right. God, this is just. I think this is gonna be great. Yep. Uh, Palm Palm is like a villain in this, so that'll right. be fun. She's, she was a villain before, too. She was a villain in uh, Westworld, was it? Was it, maybe? 
I don't remember. I didn't watch Westworld. She's she's it's some futuristic thing. She's a villain in. I, I'm pretty sure it's Westworld. Uh, robot, be. do you know? I don't know. Yes, Ben, you are correct. Robot voice. Um, uh, so yeah, so we're gonna see this in the theaters. Uh, is this is this a summer movie? Um, the release date for this is July twelfth. Yeah, perfect. So that perfect. I can't. I like to watch the making of like the DVD extras for these movies yeah. because I like to see Tom Cruise like do the stunts. So right. I want to see what's up with that because I know he did that motorcycle jump off the cliff. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to see that. So. Um, I know he did that, and then I know that Haley Atwell did a lot of training for this movie, a yeah. lot because she her put all Instagram, of her Instagram. Yeah. yeah. So they worked hard on this. I think everybody like really worked hard on this, and I think they all liked it, like the yep. experience. I think it's going to be a really good movie. My favorite thing about Tom Cruise is that when they when they like break for lunch on set, he eats with the stunt guys and not like by himself in a trailer. Hmm. I know he's a weirdo, but I feel like he's a weirdo because society did it to him. Like he got too famous hmm. and it drove him insane. Could be. You know, there's like a there's an alternate universe where Tom Cruise just got to be the stuntman that his heart desired. Well, and very few people are all or nothing. So it's like he may be a weirdo, but he's a mi- he's a mixed bag like everybody else. Like he can do good stuff. Yeah. Like like eat with the stunt guys at lunch. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So, all right. Uh so we we'll, we love that. And then next up we have something that uh came out of nowhere for me. It's called yep. The Creator. This is literally the first time I've heard of this. So when it started, I was like, if this is a sci-fi movie that I haven't heard of, it must be like a Saban movie or something. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But then I was like, well, I recognize actors and like Allison Janney is in it and like John David Washington and Ralph Einson from The Witch and Game of Thrones. Ken Watanabe is in it. Yeah, Ken Watanabe, yeah. And then at the end, it's like it's directed by Gareth Edwards. I was like, is this a real movie? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How did they keep this a secret? I don't know, but it's, I mean, the special effects are incredible in this. Yeah, it looks, there was one maybe awkward scene where like a dropship was turning and i thought that looked a little awkward but everything else looked great i just i like to try and support original sci-fi movies in the theater if possible yeah uh Gemma chan is also in this yeah i'll probably see this they took a chance i feel like this is a big old budget and they're taking a chance with an original ip that uh but it's so timely i'm like how did this did they know that a because they started making this movie a while back like i don't think chat gpt and you know, mid journey and all this kind of AI stuff was out. Yeah. So the so plot, really I forgot to read the plot, but it's, Ugh. it's a post apocalyptic thriller involving a future impacted by a war between humans and AI. So, yeah, uh, like it, there's like AI human, like they have like human ish bodies and robots and stuff. And it's just, it looks pretty cool. It really does. Um, I'll definitely see this in the theater. Yeah. Like when it started, I was like, this looks cool. And then in the middle, I started to get concerned that it was a Saban movie or something. And then by the end, they had me back again. I was like, no, this is like legit. Yeah. I wonder um, what studios are doing the special effects for this. That I, I don't know. ILM, maybe. Perhaps. I don't know. Uh, anyway, it looks, looks great, and uh, we'll see it. Yep. Um, next up, we have something we will absolutely see, and we don't even need this trailer, and it's Extraction 2. This is the second trailer for Extraction 2. Yeah, so... I think I read the plot of this previously, but after barely surviving his grievous wounds from his mission in Dhaka, Bangladesh, 
Tyler Rake is back and his team is ready to take on their next mission. So yeah, after that one shot trailer, they didn't need to make another trailer. No. Because I was already sold. Yep. Um I don't think I don't think it, Tyler is a good name for an action hero. <laughs> um not yeah, sure, but it's I mean I guess it's just a real name, but this is Thor. Um this is the way this is filmed is awesome. Yes. Just just the cinematography in this is so cool. It's like if Michael Bay was good. Yep. <laughs> um but like there's crazy stuff. Like this one guy gets kicked and like hits this floor, busts through glass and falls down to the floor beneath them and the camera follows him the entire way. It's like there's a little camera floating around people. Yeah. Cuz it's, it's all very much steady cam. Yeah. Footage and then probably a lot of hidden cuts and stuff cuz there seems to be a lot of one shots in this yeah it does and you just go like how did they do this like i kind of want to see the behind the scenes on this yeah but i don't know how to see those with netflix movies yeah i don't know either they make it really easy on like um it's like hbo max and and uh, the other one maybe uh paramount plus yeah Yeah. they make it easy on paramount plus so i do want to see like because i feel like they had to rehearse this stuff a lot Oh, I'm a sure. Lot. Especially, yeah, for one shots, it's got to yeah. be insane. It's got to be insane. So, very cool. This is one of my favorite trailers this week. Uh, can't wait. Yeah, and it just it all looks so much better than Extraction One, which I still probably should watch before I watch this one. Yeah, I mean, Extraction One was it was good. I, it was it was worth watching. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know that it was like anything to write home about, but I hope this good. is this is as good as it looks like. Yeah. Because it looks really cool. It really does. Um, this next thing we have manifested, and this this is called Warhammer 40K Pariah Nexus. Yeah, so this is very fresh, so there's no uh, plot synopsis for it that I could find, because I couldn't even find it on IMDb. Oh, wow. But uh, I can look at the YouTube plot synopsis. And it says, the Nephilim sector is a violent area of the galaxy in which advancing Indomitus Crusades are locked in all-out war with a dynasty of Necrons awakening from their eons-long slumber. Uh, So this is Warhammer jargon that I don't understand, but I'm sure half the people listening do because a lot of them play Warhammer. And this basically, we asked for this like a couple weeks ago. We asked for an animated Warhammer thing to watch. And here it is. It's a series. Yep. Um, it, it seemed to me from YouTube that it's coming out on something called Warhammer TV. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll find out what that is uh, from some cousins, and then we'll know how to watch it. Yeah. Is it like Warhammer.tv? And I, bet it's, and, I bet it's something like that, like they yeah. broadcast it on their channel. I don't want to have to pay for like a subscription. I just want to see this. I'll watch I, commercials. Yeah, I'll, I'll see it with commercials. I'll find a way. Okay. Yeah, if you'll find a way. I do want to see it. It looks, I mean, the animation's great. And this is this is interesting. Like, I, I feel like the whole world, I mean, they've really done some world building here. Right. Uh, and I actually, I, I think I find this more interesting than, than Halo. Me too. I, I do too. I was never uh, super di- er, invested in Halo. Yeah. I just like sci-fi stuff. Yeah. So we will, uh, if we can find a way, if life finds a way, we will see this. Yeah, then we will purge the chaos of the taint. We will. 
<laughs> Indeed, indubitably. All right, so then we have a trailer for Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay, so this is a Martin Scorsese movie that he's been working on for a million years. Oh, has he? Yeah. The The plot of this is, Members of the Osage tribe in the United States are murdered under mysterious circumstances in the 1920s, sparking a major FBI investigation involving J. Edgar Hoover. Didn't DiCaprio play J. Edgar Hoover in something? Did he? I don't Yeah, I, don't I think know. he did. I think Clint Eastwood directed a movie called Hoover, and I think it was DiCaprio. Yes. Yes. All right, well, so he's not that. In this, DiCaprio is a dude named Ernest Burkhart, and I think his wife, is, uh, who's played by Lil- Lily Gladstone, is one of these Osage Native American people. And She's not supermodel enough. Yeah, no, DiCaprio will leave. She's over 25. Yeah. Yeah, Brendan Fraser's in this. Uh, so that's enough for me. I'll watch it. He wasn't even in the on the card, like the title card at the end. I would have put him on the title card. Yeah, I was like, man, you, you put all these other actors on there. You got you got an Academy Award winner man up here. DiCaprio is looking like he's gonna make all kinds of new memes with this movie with his facial expressions. <laughs> we welcome it. We we that's the best thing to come out of this movie is just the memes. Also. Scorsese's good at like period pieces because like Gangs of New York is awesome. Hmm. Granted, it would be a billion times better had he cast someone else other than uh, uh, something about Mary Cameron Diaz. Right. She kind of brings. She doesn't. She doesn't look like she's from the turn of the century. Oh well, this is. I'd say this is stacked cast. This is obviously a big budget. It's. It looks really good the way it's filmed. Uh, I'll see it. Yep, me too. It's going to be on Apple TV, which I have, so... Yeah, I don't think I would see this in the theater, but uh, Apple TV for sure. Yeah, agreed. What about what else am I supposed to watch on Apple TV? Silo. Silo, that's yeah. right. I can't keep track. I need to I need to update my list. Yeah, I should make a list. Yeah. Um, all right, so next up we have a trailer for The Secret Kingdom, the, the most generic name for a young adult movie. Yeah, so this is a Saban, Saban movie. However, I'm going to give Saban some props here because Saban has branched out into like making an it's almost like an 80s adventure kids adventure movie. Yeah. And there's like these underground pangolin people which are great because pangolins are a great animal. They're one of the coolest animals. They are. They have, they have dragon scale. Their pangolins are like Something from long ago that we normally wouldn't get to see, but they're still around, you know? Oh, that, that is the perfect way to describe them. It's like, a, a, yeah, like a, a an extinct animal, but it's we still get to see it. Yep, it's like it's like a little Pleistocene pal for us. A Pleistocene pal? The Pleistocene pal podcast! That's it. There's the episode title. There it is. Uh, the plot of Secret Kingdom is story of anxious Peter... And his sister Verity, taken underground by a garrison of armored pangolin. So they go on a little adventure uh, with these pangolins, and there's dragons, and it just had a very, very. Uh, I couldn't see this easily being made in the '80s with like pangolin puppets, you know? Mm. Like Muppets. Yeah. So I don't know. It looked. This is probably the most I've been interested in a Saban movie. Yeah, I think so. I think I think you may be right. Um, I probably still won't watch it, but if you watch this and tell me like, "Hey, this is actually pretty good," like maybe I check it out. Maybe I'll watch it with one of the kids, you know, kind of a deal. 
Yeah, I mean, it would have to be on something to watch it, and Saban stuff is never on anything. Right. So yeah. We'll see. I wonder if this might come out like on Netflix. Maybe. I do give them props for like branching out into different genres than just crummy action movies. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And we we want to support penguins because they're they're uh, Pleistocene pals. Yeah, Pleistocene pals. Yeah. Um. All right. So then we have a trailer for <laughs> what? Oh, the the next trailer. Oh gosh, <laughs> this one. Okay, Sparkle, a unicorn tail. When fifteen-year-old Annabelle is sent to live in an orphanage, she runs away with two other kids in hopes of rescuing the animals on her family's farm before they are taken away by her greedy neighbor, Bo Gilmer. (laughs) Arriving at the farm, Annabelle and the kids discover a new creature has taken up residence, a magical unicorn. As the orphans try to determine the mythical beast's purpose, they are doggedly pursued by Bo and Mother Chloris, the cranky headmaster of the orphanage. Also, Natalie, a sympathetic social worker, investigates the orphans' past and discovers a family secret that could change Annabelle's life forever. I hate this. I hate this. Uh, it's like if Hallmark movie execs were like, what if we made a unicorn movie, but with the lowest budget imaginable? And I'm picturing that the unicorn farts sparkles out of its horns at all times. It's just constantly farting out sparkles. I, li- I like that idea, but I don't want to do the fart sound. I want to do that cheesy 90s sparkle sound ripped right from 90s movies. Like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> yeah, it's it's terrible. And then, so they kept playing this terrible sparkle sound. And I was like, how in the world is there not the 90s style narration to this? And then about midway through, they couldn't resist any longer, and they put it in there. They did put it in there. Uh, we do have uh, at least one pretty Australian in this. Uh, the social worker mentioned in the trailer is Australian. And yeah. At the end, I was half expecting this narrator to go, coming soon to DVD, you know. Well, you know what else is funny is this social worker character, Jessica Green, she's in this, which is like, the most low-budget, stupid-looking movie. And yeah. then she's also in Air, which, honest to God, might get nominated for, like, oh. <laughs> Best Picture. If it's a, Is that a movie? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I was like, I don't think Air is a series. But, yeah, she's in that, too, which like is like an Oscar movie. I wonder if she did this first, like she did the Sparkle movie first. And, yeah. then, and, then, and then, like, somebody was like, hey, that, that Australian girl is actually, like, pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. she, she shouldn't be in this kind of stuff. And then they... they caster and air yeah that could make sense but yeah because she's she's the only one who like stood out to me from sparkle it also yeah, makes she... me think of sparkle pony from uh portlandia <laughs> oh. <laughs> you think do you think that girl is like is like throwing 100 miles an hour like and everybody else is like schlubbing it yeah for sure yeah. for sure this looks terrible it's it's so like low budge looking and, and like especially after you see um like just the way that the filming looks on like killers of the flower moon and then you have uh-huh. to watch sparkle it's like was this filmed on a phone it was filmed by a camera that someone didn't know was running it was like left <laughs> on and then it just happened the movie happened so it was a real unicorn that farted out sparkles yeah okay i have a question about this i don't know if you noticed this the unicorn's horn changes in the trailer yeah frequently yeah, so I'm like, is this like a feature that its horn changes or whatever it wants its horn to look like? <laughs> Bug or, or, or feature. 
Well, I thought my, well, one of my thoughts was, hey, somebody cuts off the horn like a rhino to like you know powder it and sell it as an aphrodisiac in China. Yeah, uh, and then it grows it back, but it's like a different style when it grows back. Yeah, and then you buy dragon teeth, and it turns out that they're actually Gigantopithecus. Life be like that. Life comes at you like that. That's it? how that was. That particular fossil was discovered. Right. For those who aren't paleo nerds like we are. Get on this paleo train. Get on this Pleistocene epoch train. Get on there. It's the best epoch. Epic. It is. uh, It's an epic epoch. It's an epic epoch. (laughs) All right. Enough of this uh, sparkle farts. Um, Five Nights at Freddy's is the next thing we have here. A troubled security guard begins working at Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. During his first night on the job, he realizes that the night shift at Freddy's won't be so easy to get through. So this is, of course, based on the video game uh, Five Nights at Freddy's where you have to like avoid the animatronic monsters that come to life at night. Uh, this stars PETA from Hunger Games and Shaggy from the live-action Scooby-Doo. I, got, I know that the Nicolas Cage one, Willy's Wonderland, was a ripoff of Five Nights at Freddy's. But they got there first, and quite quite honestly, I'm sure they did it better because it was oh, Nicolas yeah. Cage. Yeah, absolutely. So this seems this seems like a ripoff of the thing that was a ripoff of it. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I, I will say this is a good idea because those animatronic things ha- just have this natural creepiness to them. Oh, they're nightmare fuel for sure. Yeah, That's yeah. yeah. It's a deep-seated fear within all mortals. Uh, yeah, it, any um, any like uh, elder millennial or like early Gen Xer that when they had these bands that when they were physical animatronics that remembers them, it is nightmare fuel for sure. For whether it was sure. showbiz, or for sure. Whether it was showbiz or Ch- Ch- uh, Charles Entertainment Cheese. Yeah, uh, you've I mean, seen this. I have never been to one of those because there aren't any up here. So really? I'm. I don't have this past in my in my past life, but I still find them creepy in theory. Yeah. Well, we used to like jump up on the stage and punch them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, we didn't exactly respect the uh, the animatronics back in the day. Fair, but uh, yeah. So this is they didn't really give a whole lot away in this, really. You know? No, it's just it's very teasery. Everyone knows what this is by now. Yeah, I never played the. Did you ever play the video game? Nope. Yeah, no. me neither. I still know what it is, though. Yeah, for yeah, it's uh, it's in the zeitgeist. Yeah. All right. So then, next up, we have a trailer for based on a true story. The plot is a realtor, a former tennis star, and a plumber sees a unique opportunity to capitalize on America's obsession with true crime. So this is a fully a ripoff of Mur- Only Murders in the Building. Okay, so I've never seen Murders Only Murders in the Building, so I want you to tell me how much this is ripping off. Okay, so this is Kaylee Cuoco, who I do enjoy. I I do enjoy Kaylee Cuoco, like the flight attendant was good. It was so nerve wracking that I couldn't stand it, but it was good. I I don't know any of these other people. Chris Messina, I don't know you. Tom Bateman, you're nobody. But Kaylee Cuoco is somebody. However, okay, so in Only Murders in the Building, they all live in this apartment complex and they discover like there's like a murder that happens, and then there's like the three people. They have to be like outside of the building while the police are there and so they're all just kind of like milling around and then so steve martin martin short and selena gomez all while they're waiting to go back into the apartment realize they're listening to the same murder podcast 
and they're like, oh, I'm obsessed with true crime. And then they're like, yeah, let's. And so they start talking and then they start talking about the the crime at the apartment. And they're like, we should do a podcast of the crime at the apartment. So the podcast is called Only Murders in the Building because uh, Martin Short says something about they should do some other murders. And, and Steve Martin goes, no, we're not going to go all around the city. Only murders in the building. So that's what that means. Okay. But it's like, it's a murder that happens adjacent to them, so they want to do a podcast because they're obsessed with true crime, which is literally what this is. Yeah. It, it's, I was watching it the whole time, and I was like, this is just only murders in the building, but less charming. <laughs> that's so weird. It's, uh, why, like Hollywood always does this, though, don't they? Yeah, they do. They always do this. Um, so this, I, I'm, this did not interest me at all. I no, I'm going to... I'm going to skip this and I'm going to watch season three of Only Murders in the Building, which I think is on in August and has Paul Rudd and Meryl Streep in it. Yeah, I think that's probably what everybody will most likely do. Yeah. Okay, the Adele 11th trailer that we have here is Brooklyn 45. Five military veterans, best friends since childhood, gather together to support their troubled host and the metaphoric ghosts of their past become all too literal. This is a seance movie, which... I'm noticing a trend lately is is becoming a thing. So we got the Haunting in Venice Poirot Agatha Christie seance movie. Right. We also just had that A24 movie that was like hands or something where they like shake hands with that mannequin hand and there's ghosts. Uh, <laughs> and then we had Haunted Mansion this week. Yeah, Haunted Mansion. So we're making like seance ghost movies and that's the theme of uh, 2023 so far, I guess. Yeah. Now this is a period piece. Uh, it appeared 45. to be. Yeah. Like they have an yeah. old, like an old looking radio, and like the decor in the house is real like nineteen yeah. forties looking. It looks to be like nineteen forty. Which so in the in the nineteen was it the thirties? There was like a huge obsession with the occult in the U.S. Uh, that sounds right. Because they were doing all those seances and like spirit parties and stuff like that. I think it was in the thirties. Was the was the first time you ever saw a seance or learned about it was Beetlejuice? Oh, yeah. I w- yeah. Beetlejuice I mean, was one of my favorite movies since I was, like, five. Yeah, me too. So, like, that that was the first time that we had ever, like, seen or heard of such a thing. Yep. Well, Beetlejuice 2 is finally actually in production, whether for good or bad. Yeah. We shall see. I tell you, if Beetlejuice 2, if the first time you see Beetlejuice... It better be him finally getting his number called from waiting for since the end of the first movie. You know, because he grabs the number at the end. Yes. It better he better still be in line, and it and so it's like he's been in line this whole time. It's just it better be that. <laughs> That's great. Now this so this um this is this, this movie this Brooklyn Forty Five is coming out on Shutter. Yeah. So that th- does that mean that it's like kind of low budge? Um. Yeah. So. The only thing I had on Shutter, uh, I had seen was Skinner Inc., which that was like a micro budget movie. Oh, so it's hard to say, but I think generally they're all pretty low budget. Hey, did that movie ever come out with the guy that collected all the people's um, bad dreams or whatever? Yeah, that was Skinner Inc. That was okay. That was yeah. Skinner Inc. Okay. Yeah, did that you was watch the one that? I watched it. Yeah, so. The kid's name was Kevin, so it immediately became a comedy for me because I kept thinking of old oh, Kevin that's Bly. Right. 
Yeah, that's right. So I remember it, you talking about this. Because the ghost would go, Kevin. And I was like, uh oh, it's funny now. <laughs> it's like, I can't be scared by this anymore. Because <laughs> every time it would say that, we would go, Pancakes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Pancakes. That's great. Okay, folks. Well, that's all the new, new trailers that we have for you this week. Uh, and that brings us to the trailer mailers. Yeah, so last week Jess asked the questions times and she said if you could make or remake any movie but with Muppets, what would it be? And you get bonus points for casting Muppets in your answer. And uh, I'll just start off. Uh, Scott, my coworker and friend, said Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, where Kermit is Alec Baldwin and Gonzo is Kevin Spacey. He had a few more, but I couldn't type as fast as he was thinking about Muppets and I didn't want to make him repeat himself, so... Yeah. <laughs> Always be closing. Oh, man. That would be perfect. That would be great. Uh, Kevin said Top Gun. That absolutely works. Yeah. I think he said he thought of that because he was thinking of the puppets for Star Fox from the Star Fox ads, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Jen said Fifth Element remade with Muppets. <laughs> oh, man. That would work. I think Miss Piggy for, for Lilu, but we keep uh, Bruce Willis in it. Keep Bruce Willis, yeah. But Piggy is is uh, Mila. Lilu, Lilu Dallas Multipass. Yeah, that's great. And then like the uh, the recept like one of those receptionists on Floss on Paradise could be Janet <laughs> or Jan Janice. I mean, yep. Be I've perfect. been watching the Muppets on Disney Plus, the Muppets Mayhem. Yeah, and I keep saying for sure because of Janice. <laughs> for sure, I love it. Uh, Jess had a long answer here. Yeah. Well, of course, she can't. She she's the one who came up with the question. Yep. So Jess said, "My first thought was a Marvel multiverse crossover movie in a universe where the Muppets are the Avengers: Kermit as Captain America with Piggy, Piggy Carter in flashbacks, Ralph as uh, Rolf as Iron Man, Gonzo as Doctor Strange, Scooter as Bruce Banner, and Sweetums as the Hulk?" Question <laughs> mark. Tom Hiddleston can still be Loki, ScarJo is Black Widow, and Tom Holland is Spider-Man, but they're they're, they're the only humans. Very good. Uh, who's gonna, who's going to be um, who's going to be Hawkeye? R- uh, hmm. Rizzo. I'm about to say Rizzo. Rizzo could probably do it. Yeah. Uh, a Muppet Phantom of the Opera has a lot of potential. More Muppet musicals in general. Not not hating on that. Also, not a movie, but a Muppet Twilight Zone series would be amazing. Imagine an animal on the wing of a plane instead of a gremlin. Sam the Eagle freaking out. Uh, and then Gonzo can play the uh, the Rod Serling role. Gonzo, yeah. Gonzo as Rod Serling is the literal best part of this. That is that is perfect casting. <laughs> we were talking about this in the car the other day. And uh, neither one of us, like, we tried to do a Gonzo voice and we both just sounded like Marge Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes sense, yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, that there's a girl. Who was that girl that was a meme for a minute? Like she was on, I think it was on Twitter, and she and she's like, "Look what they did to my boy." <laughs> she was like doing the uh, uh, Godfather, but it was Marge. Yeah, yeah I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Maybe I'll find the clip of that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Look at how they massacred my boy. Oh, uh, all right. Well, um, that we didn't do a questions time this week, so you may not have anything to write into us about. But if you wanted to write into us, how would they do it? If the spirit compels you, you can follow us on Instagram at Trailer Blazers Podcast. Uh, if you want, you can send us an email at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. 
If you want to know when a new episode drops, you can follow us on Twitter at trailer underscore blazers, but don't try and contact us there because we don't check the notifications. Um, if you really, really want to help out the podcast, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash trailerblazers. Uh, link is in the show notes. And if you want to help us uh, without paying us, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, which is a great way for the show to gain t- gain traction. And if you do that, Quick Mickey's going to tell you what happens. And I'm going to tell you what happens, folks. People with short-term plans, people that don't don't look too far in the future, those are the people that cut the horns off of unicorns, okay? But what they don't know is that you can make a wish on them things. So what I would wish for is like a truck full of the cheese peanut butter crackers. Because just like that feller did in that zombie movie where he wanted all the the, uh, the Twinkies, that feller. I want the same thing, but I want the cheese. I want peanut butter on cheese. And you might say, well, isn't that kind of weird? Like peanut butter on a cheese cracker? But I would tell you, if you have not tried it, it works. It's very strange that sometimes you put these flavor combinations together, like Ratatouille, and it just works. And so I would say branch out, and there's like a Chinese saying that every time you try a new flavor, the other day to your life, that is the tip. Thank you, Quick Mickey, effervescent, reticulated, and resplendent as always. For the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I'm a ripoff of the thing that ripped me off. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, and I'm sparkle farting over here. <laughs> Happy Trailsers. Welcome back, folks, to the vid yo games. One quarter portion of the show. We actually have a pretty full video game section this week. Yeah, this might actually be a quarter portion. It might actually be. Um, so wait, wait, haven't I haven't been playing anything except for Marvel Snap? Have you played anything? No, I haven't. I haven't had time. Yeah, I, I really haven't had time either. Uh, so we're we, so we're gonna skip that yet. Um, I know that everybody else has been playing uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. And everybody is saying that it is like the most fun game in a long time. Yeah, Jess is going to buy it eventually. We just haven't procured it as of yet. Um, I, and I'm sure, and I will too. Um, but I will say I am really enjoying the Korok torture videos that people make these contraptions to like send Koroks off cliffs and like put them on like mechs that burn burninate the countryside and all kind of stuff yeah and people are making like fighter jets and weird stuff <laughs> so like i can't wait to get in there and make because you know what it reminds me of um banjo kazooie nuts and bolts one of my favorite games of all time yeah i knew you were gonna say that too yeah so i i definitely uh want to play this i'm gonna buy it i've got a bunch of uh, gamestop credits so i can easily go get this for free yeah um, so, but we, we do have some, uh, industry new news, uh, the video game industry, the, uh, the Microsoft Activision Blizzard deal got approved by the European commission. I have an opinion of, of these. So I, I think that the, the idea of stopping monopolies is just not enforced and they just pretend that they they want to stop them because they approve every single deal. Like this, you know, I'm I'm happy that Fantastic Four is back at Marvel, but there's no way that they should have let 
Disney by Fox. That's insane. They own like everything. So, so here's what do you think? Let me tell. Let me ask you this: Do you think that the reason why they pretend like they're hold like they're they're stopping it from letting do is in, until they get enough money in, under the table? Yes, a hundred percent is what yeah. I think. Because every single one, when's the when's the last time one of these was denied? Never. I can't think of one ever. And not one of these big ones. I'm sure they, if someone can't pay the right amount under the table, they get denied. But all of these giant ones get approved, which is the, they're the ones that shouldn't be approved. Yeah, it's such a stupid system. Yeah. So they 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 put up they put a, a face on until they until they pay them enough. So. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know what this means. You know, I don't know what this means for competition. I don't know what this means for exclusives. Uh, I doubt it's going to benefit us, the consumer. No, for sure it's not. You know. So I I don't know how much money they got paid. Hope hope you enjoy it. You know, out there in Europe or whatever. I guess you get to spend more time on the the French Riviera. Yeah, must be nice. Um, next piece of news here: someone has added. Oh, this is cool, man! So this somebody cool. somebody added three different voice technologies to Skyrim, including Chat uh, Chat GPT and a voice to text recognition system. So you can literally talk to the NPCs in Skyrim, like you talk to them, and then they respond realistically using Chat GPT. Yeah. So. This is in terms of like uh, non-playable characters and stuff like that. It's the coolest thing that could ever happen, because yeah. there's never enough dialogue. But if it's if it's generated from like a thing like ChatGPT, then you have endless dialogue. It it, ma- it makes the game infinitely replayable. Yeah. Can you so, like can you can you imagine like convincing with just talking having a conversation and convincing an NPC to join you on your like quest? Yeah, it would be cool. Uh but I'm wondering so like in a while so say you're playing Mass Effect. Okay. Could you program a sort of chat GPT thing to have the personality of like Garrus or Tally so that those characters are like ever like never ending, you know? Like, you could just always talk to them. Because people would plug into the Matrix and forget their real lives if they could hang out with their Mass Effect friends. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it could, it would be like a game within a game, you yeah. know? It's like um, it's like how my kids would play, like, Dollhouse with, uh, with Smash Brothers. Like, they uh-huh. don't actually fight each other. They just treat it as a dollhouse. And it's like you could just go in there and have conversations with, with NPCs. Um and just get them to do weird stuff like go like go like you convince them to go put this bucket on this other guy's head or something like that, you know? yeah i wonder how far this could go well i i think that this probably will catch the attention of, of folks over at uh, bethesda just because they have sort of a history of doing this a lot of the like dungeons or caves and stuff that you go in in, in skyrim are, are procedurally generated right so they are not opposed to doing something like this. And I actually, I think because this guy sort of proved that it can work, that you're going to see games that are like centered around, centered around this like concept. Don't you think? Do you want to know what's also interesting is that in, there's no way ever that I would watch a movie that an AI wrote. I think that's like the worst idea ever and the stupidest thing of all time. But this I do want. So, but I, there would have it would have to be fair to, because like you, companies could just use this to not pay people, right? And that I don't I don't want that. But I also want the depth 
in the video game that this could create. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how to get around that. I, like I like the idea of like a bottomless video game character that you could keep talking to, but I don't like the idea of businesses using it to get out of paying people. Yeah, for sure. We're gonna eventually get to a point where everyone's out of a job. So like, where are we supposed to get money to buy all this crud they're trying to sell us? I don't know. I don't know the end game here. Just burn the earth to the ground. <laughs> okay, last piece of news we have here is something submitted by Kevin. Kevin just says they ruined Overwatch. <laughs> he says they're removing the PVE from... from Because he, he was playing uh, Overwatch 2, and he was getting really annoyed because... They, they keep switching how it works, so they made it so there's only one tank when you play player versus player, you know, like quick play. So there's only one tank per team. So if you play tank and you're not perfect, everyone just turns on you. And he's like, well, whatever, I'll just wait for PvE to come on and then I can play that. And then they were like, we're not going to put that in. So now he's like, I don't, I'm not really enjoying this anymore. So, oh, that stinks. I, yeah. So a game that I once loved as as well back because I used to play a lot of Overwatch, even though I was never really good at it. But I would I play it with Kevin and then our friend Darren at night because I worked weird hours. So right, uh, I would play it late into the night with those two, and that was just chill and fun. But I guess it's like it's over now for Kevin. He held on as long as possible. Got to move on to a different game. It sounds like. Yep. Yep. Well, we have a couple of new games. We actually have a, an Adele Half Dazeen here of video game trailers to talk about. Yep. And uh, the first one's actually kind of cool. It's something called Mouse. Yeah. This is is this a VR game? Because it looked like really VR-y to me. Or is oh, it... I didn't think about that. Because um, like the the setting looks VR. It does. This uh, this is coming out on Steam. It just says a classic FPS. Yeah. It doesn't say anything about VR, but it looks like it's VR. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a FPS where you're like fighting these mice or rats. I don't know if you're a mouse and you're fighting rats because they look like rats, but they might be mice. So they look like old like animation, you know, like 1950s animation, maybe earlier than that. Or oh, like, like 30s, 30s, 30s animation. Yeah, and so black they're and like white. gangster mice. So it looks pretty cool, but it certainly looks like it would be uh, a VR game to me. Yeah, it's really early stages, I think, just because like the environments are not fully built and oh, that might be why a, I think it looks like that. Yeah, and there's only one type of enemy, which is this is that one type of mouse. Yeah. So I imagine there's other types of enemies and stuff like that. So it's probably early stages, but um, it, an interesting concept. It kind of reminds me of um, Cuphead a little bit, you know that style. Pretty cool. All right, so then we have a trailer for Humanity. Yeah. So this. <laughs> This is a, just like a weird game where you are you play as a Shiba Inu, like my dog Chili, and you have to like lead all of the humans to safety because there's like aliens trying to kill them. So uh, it's like a, you're, you're like a Shiba Inu and you're guiding like this mass horde. So you have to get the horde into the beams that teleport them to safety. So it's basically kind of like lemmings, I think, in a way oh, where you control so. the head yeah. lemmings. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think I, I had forgotten about that game. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, though it's it's so weird though. Like it, like the people kind of walk really fast, and it's just a mass of people. Like uh-huh. uh, and it teleports them up into the air. Yep, because like you're saving that. them. Yeah, because you're saving them. Um, very strange game. Oh, who who made this? Uh, well, 
This is one of the strangest looking games I've seen in a long time. Yep. Um, if it was my dog, my Shiba Inu Chili, he would just simply let humanity <laughs> be destroyed. And then he'd probably bite you in the, in the knee pit. And then he, and then you would see his little, his little booty cheeks, his little fluffy booty cheeks. Uh huh. He away had from a wood you. chip stuck to his, his fur before, and he kept spinning in faster and faster circles, trying to get it off of him. It was very funny. Good. That's good. That's good quality entertainment right there. Uh huh. He's always entertaining. Good old chili. Uh, then we have a trailer for JDM, a Japanese Drift Master. This was an announcement teaser, and so this is a an arcade drifter game arcade car drifting and it could be pretty fun here's the thing it's got to be done right so if you have an arcade drifter you have to have you have to have the right balance of it being not too difficult but not overly simplified and if you can strike that right balance i can definitely play this yeah i wouldn't but this is definitely a ben game yeah i really like the drifting on um need for speed underground one or two i can't remember which one maybe i liked them both but it it was done really well in an arcade way you could just stack them points baby it feels good to stack them points sure does you know so i uh i'll keep my eye on this but not like super close right um you know but if it's if it's like if people rave about it yeah i might get it for my little simulator you know that would be good in a simulator yeah i think so uh, then we have a trailer for Double Dragon Gaiden, Rise of the Dragons. This is an announcement trailer. Yeah, so this is like Double Dragon, the old arcade game. Beat em up. So the Pizza Hut in Grafton, where I used to go when I was a kid, had a Double Dragon arcade game in it. Did so y'all have a Grafton monster? Uh, no, that it's a... Different unfortunately, Grafton. we don't have a Grafton monster like New York's Grafton does. Or uh, West Virginia. Oh, that is 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 Grafton in West Virginia. Well, yeah, in uh, in Need for, uh, Need for Speed in uh, Fallout seventy six, there's a Grafton and there's like oh, that's Grafton right, monster. yeah. The Grafton yeah. monster is. I've seen many cryptid shows, but I get confused where some of these other places are. But yeah, uh, we don't have a monster in our Grafton. Yeah, but you do have a Pizza Hut. Yes, and so uh, the Pizza Hut had a, a Double Dragon arcade game. So I have played it in my life at the Pizza Hut, but I like I don't have like nostalgia for it, and uh, I won't be playing this. But if you like it, here it is. Yeah, I played a lot of it on uh, Nintendo and uh, Battletoads, Double Dragon. I played that on Super Nintendo. So the music for me is super nostalgic. Um, but this, though it triggered nostalgia, it didn't trigger a desire to play this. I've played so many beat 'em ups and so many 2D platformers that I really just don't have much of a desire to go back and do these things again. Yeah, same. I mean, when you spend literally like 20 years playing them, like you're like, okay, I've, uh, I've played. Yeah, this. now you I know? want to play things where I can have real conversations with NPCs <laughs> and convince them to put buckets on other NPCs' heads. Yep. That's how we do. Okay, then we have a trailer for Silica, an announcement trailer for Silica. Yeah, so this is the cool thing about this one is that it switches between a real-time strategy and first-person shooter. Yeah. So it's like basically... Tiber- is it Tiberian Sun? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Command yeah. & Conquer Tiberian Sun. Yep, because there was a first-person shooter, shooter component to Tiberian Sun. Shooter. There was a first-person shooter component to Tiberian Sun. <laughs> but, however, I did quit that part of that game 
as soon as there was an escort mission where the scientist ran directly as fast as he could to his death every time the game started. Yeah. And I was like, nah, nah, we nah. done here. Yeah. That's not fun. Nobody likes a, what do you call them, a escort, escort mission? Missions. Yeah, no, no, no thanks. So, uh, you know, can they do both of these game types well? We shall see, I suppose. It's cool, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, last trailer we have here is something called Mortal Kombat. Ever hearing of it? Mortal Kombat 1. This is an announcement trailer. <laughs> I saw a meme. Uh, it was the SpongeBob joke, but it showed, uh, was this Shao Kahn or whatever? And mm-hmm. it was like Raiden, and he was saying, How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so this is a new Mortal Kombat game, uh, but it's like the characters from Mortal Kombat 1, I think, is yeah, I think the so. conceit here. It's going along normal, and then it shows a bunch of like the most <laughs> messed up fatalities of all time. It is so gross. It is like off-puttingly gross. I was like, no thanks. This is, it's, this is disgusting. This, I mean, it's obviously... You, this is kind of what you expect of the Mortal Kombat, but this was so over the top. It was just turning humans into meat paste, yeah. Basically, it was so gross. Yeah, it didn't do it for me. And I'm, I, I really like Mortal Kombat as like a, a thing, like a conceit for some reason. Cause I think it's because it's got fun character designs, but like I'm not good at it, and I keep trying to play these games. Like I played Mortal Kombat like eleven and twelve, and I just wasn't good at any of them. I can't yeah. do anything. Yeah. So I'm just I'm over this kind of game. We're too old for it. We're too old for it. Yeah. And uh, I just don't care for the the gratuitous gore. And it's just gross. So. Yeah. We will miss it, folks. We will miss it. We will. But some of you like out there like this sort of stuff. I we rather have the movie. Yeah. You know. Uh, all right, well, that's all we got for you to this episode, unless you got anything else. Not a thing. He's got not a thing, folks. All right, well, um, for the Trelour Blazures, I'm Ben Moon, and I'm just going to go along with the masses as Chili leads us to the portals. <laughs> Happy Trailsers. And I'm Nick Kelly, and I can switch from RTS to FPS as well, but only when no one's looking. Happy Trailsers. Oh gosh, this one. Okay, Armageddon. A unicorn tail.